heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You remember coming through that whole COVID exercise and you were hearing the words about uh, new normal. There were a lot of people talking and uh, bragging about some sort of a new normal. And many didn't know what that meant at first. Uh, and I mean, this was unprecedented what was happening in the world, mind you. But as we see people begin to seize the power and buckle down and really things were shocking what was happening and the fact that people went along with all of this we then uh, quickly discovered what this new normal meant and frankly well for a lot of americans and surely patriots and people who love our country and our freedom and this beautiful country we live in didn't like that new normal friends but it seemed like we were being pulled into a new globalist environment. And I gotta tell you now, I think a lot of people can more than sense it. You can see what's happening in so many areas of energy and climate and food and things that are happening around the world. So that is the topic today. My fellow Americans, welcome in to the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. I uh, love to bring this here to you again. And today is the glo Globalist Utopia. 2023. It's a chapter none of us really thought uh, we'd be seeing in our lives, but we surely are experiencing it now. We're going to jump right to it uh, right now. And I'm going to let me give you uh, right now the the group here that are, is on the roundtable today. So you, we, we give you the intros and you'll have that information. Uh, and then we'll begin the process. And I'll give you the topics for today, friends. Uh, Patricia Antone is with us today. She's an author, activist, a constitutional conservative, fantastic author, in fact. Uh, and the way she looks at the headlines of the day is, well, she looks at them through the eyes of our Constitution. What a beautiful thing, actually. <laughs> and uh, that will produce all kinds of interesting conversation when you do that, friends. Uh, Karen Schoen is here. Karen is an educator, first and foremost, and she's been out on the front lines uh, educating uh, not only in the education system, uh, now retired, but the world, in fact. And she's been really talking about the globalist environment. This is her sweet spot, actually, for some time. And uh, so Karen also is the host of the Prism of America's Education, uh, right on America Out Loud Talk Radio as well. Michael McCarthy is here, and uh, Mike is now. Mike has got a series of very interesting books, in fact, that are in the bookstore. We'll tell you about that. And and they were prophetic. He says they're prophetic novels, and they really were the way he talked about these things. And I've really seen a lot of this coming. But he's a student, basically, of the free market economics. Uh, he saw what was happening in big government, as as some of us did, uh, really back through the Obama era. A lot of that we started to discover. And it's now it's it's become fast paced now today, friends, as we look at this thing uh, in 2023. So welcome into the broadcast here, all of you. And uh, let's get started. We're going to talk with the first topic here. The United Nations is a danger to Western civilization. Now, 
the UN, you know, it, when it started in a simpler world, uh, it had uh, pretty decent aspirations for what it was going to be, of course, housed here in New York. Now they have tentacles that play in all kinds of things in these worldwide organizations. In fact, the, the UNRWA is uh, primarily what's responsible for a lot of the happenings in Gaza today, in fact. Uh, but uh, you've been hearing word, things about the pandemic treaty, that kind of thing. Well, the, the Biden uh, administration is, as many people would say, already in the process of subjecting our health care, uh, our uh, immigration, agriculture, education, climate policies, big time climate, big time, uh, to, to the U.N., uh, and this is a real problem for Americans who uh, don't like the sound of that at all. Um, and and a lot of this also is under the guise of social justice, I want to remind you. It's always those catchwords. When you hear social justice, run the other way. You, you know it's an agenda coming at you real fast here. Uh, Patricia, we're going to start with you here on the broadcast. You wrote a terrific op-ed on this. Uh, the United Nations is a danger to Western civilization. Take a little time. Let's explain now, please, in your words, to listeners, uh, what we're really talking about, what your emphasis of this, the summation of it, and what the real dangers are and what we can do about it, please. Sure. The uh, the UN, as, as you mentioned, the UN was was founded in a, in a flush of real goodwill, and um, it had aspirations to broker peace and, and to uh, mitigate natural disasters and to work together as a global community to do good things. The trouble with aggregating power to any central authority is that it will be corrupted by uh, by in, you know self interest of of uh, power hungry people, and so that that's just that's just endemic to being human. And so any organization headed up by humans is going to be is is going to be vulnerable to that. But it's it's going to be exaggerated in the case where where somebody has power to implement a vision that is kind of devoid of concern for individual human beings and instead pursues abstractions. The idea of social justice is, is replacing equal standing under law with equity and, and equal standing under law. The individual has recourse. The individual is the entity to which force is accountable. With equity and this whole social justice thing, who's responsible for creating equity? Well, it's always an authoritarian figure or an authoritarian entity that that basically um, administers equity by by uh, collective treatment of people. So in other words, the entity is not responsible for the individual human being or for his treatment of the individual human being. Instead, it's a collectivist treatment. So we're going to pursue statistical parity among factions. And so when you put that on a global basis, you can't help but have something extremely dangerous. Notice they're even they're tying climate to social justice. So oh, it's yeah. climate yeah. justice. I mean, it's crazy. And then health care justice. And so they're uh, well, they're Patricia, it seems to me that. that the United Nations right now is on the move. They seem to be. Um, I've been watching a lot of the stories that are coming out of the UN and they're, they're grabbing onto more and more power and they're not hiding it. In fact, uh, no. the secretary general comes out and he has, they have all these ambitions uh, of what they're talking about. 
and in fact, they just, I see, uh, we just had another story from the Breggins on the platform where uh, between them and all the medical trade journals, they're trying to say there's another health emergency for the climate exactly. and take exactly. more control, right? Exactly true. And and the thing is, there are leftists throughout Western civilization here yeah. who are, are helping to aggregate that power and hand it to the global entity. So it's it's every bit a danger and, and a threat to Western civilization at mm -hmm. all. Because Western civilization is founded on the equal standing of the person. And so everything that flies in the face of that is really a danger to Western okay. civilization at all. All right. Think about this. When we come back, uh, when, I, when I circle back with you a little bit here, there's a think about how would we go about disbanding them? Don't don't speak about that now. But how I mean, what would really be the steps? And I mean, would would anybody even be open to that? I mean, probably this small group here would be, but uh, for sure. But a lot of people do see they are a problem. Uh, let me get over to Karen Schoen. And Karen, get you to weigh in on this as well. Now, this is something you talk about a lot. So it's a topic you know all too well uh, with the UN. A lot of people still think they're doing good work, but they are trying to centralize that power more. But a lot of people would also thrust their shoulders and say, so what? Let them fix some of the world's problems. What do you say to that, Karen? Well, I say that that's not the way that we would fix the world's problems because the idea, the concept that a centralized government to in order to run the world is absolutely absurd. And this is the major problem. They feel that uh, they are the, the elite. They feel that they are in control and that everybody should um, do more for less and be happy and give up everything so that they can have and control it under the name of exactly what Patricia uh, was talking about. Um, well, a lot of this is I, done under social justice. Right? I mean, is that fair? I mean, right. They it's use that. done under social justice, but they have a plan. Right. And unfortunately, uh, that plan is being followed, and they consider that plan under the terminology of their three E's, and that is the uh, con the combining of the environment, the energy, and the economy, and all must come together under the eyes of climate change. And why would they pick climate change? Because that is something that affects the world. So you can't make it go away. The climate is going to change. So they pick a topic, they pick a procedure, they pick a, a, a an issue that actually they can create a crisis out of, well, the climate changes, we may have a hurricane, we may have a disaster. And then there is no solution because you can't go tell Mother Nature, we don't want any more hurricanes, please yeah. don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> so they pick things that have no solutions but are extremely expensive to fix and can't be fixed because well, and, and what you bring up a good point with, there isn't this a lot too is about money it's about it's, it's all about money power and money i guess right i mean I power money and and control that's their main goal yeah. and they intend to do that they use the master plan for all of this is agenda 21 mm -hmm. and every time we talk about the agenda they changed the name thinking that we won't know what it is. I was going to say it's now it's what, 2030, is it or something? It's Agenda 2030. 30, it's yeah. Agenda 2050. It's resilient cities. It's sustainable development. It's the Great Reset. It's Build Back Better. It's any name you want it to be, right. but it all goes back to the same thing. That's a good which point. Yeah, the, they, they all come back to the same denominator, same basically. Yeah. 
If you look at Agenda 21, it is the absolute total control of every aspect of humanity through the distribution and and production of all goods and services. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In terms of everybody in the world is to adhere to the same thing. Okay. Patricia, you say, say something? Yeah, I, I wanted to make a comment. That the uh, In primitive times, there was a shaman, and the shaman would would tell people that the volcano was responsive to human, to human behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And so if the volcano gets angry at us, then it will blow up. And, mm-hmm. and so they were able to affect control over everybody by citing a natural phenomenon and blaming the people for it. Well, this is every bit just like that. It's it's just as primitive. And so the idea that the climate is within the control of of either a global legislature or even a city legislature, it's crazy. Yeah, we're seeing that. I mean, they're all using the climate these days. That's become a big deal. And they do it and they they put the unbelievable photographs. I seen one just yesterday. Uh, Mike, let me get you into the conversation here. And I see the image yesterday, Mike, where they were talking about the climate in such a way. And they had a photograph of like, uh, 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 I think it was Maui, where it was all burnt. And it was uh, such a dark, dystopian photograph of cars burnt and, you know, stuff, just a horrible shot. And it was a very ominous title to it. And the way many people would connect that with the propaganda is that, oh, my God, the climate's doing that? Man, I don't want to live in that world. We better subscribe to the whole climate program. So they use that very effectively. Do you see something different here, Mike? How would you add some context to what has already been said? Well, again, as others have said, the the climate hoax is just a way to, if I'm the government regulator or the UN big poobah, I'm the shaman. Give me your money. Give me the control. I'll fix everything for you. But of course, as we now know, what happened in Maui, uh, it was a lot of man-made stuff where they refused to let them uh, uh, cut back on some of the vegetation, just like they've done in California, where they refused to let them cut back with the logging and so forth to clear the uh, fuel load, as the foresters would say. And then they want to turn around and claim it's climate change. Well, didn't they also shut the water off? Give me more power. Give me more money and I'll fix it. And then they don't. Wasn't there also something about water there, Mike, where they they wouldn't give them the water to put the fires out or something? Yeah, I'm I'm a little fuzzy on that, but I do remember reading something about that. We're not going to allow you to have uh, to have the water. So it's one of those catch 22s. Um, You need the water, but we're not going to give it to you. Why? Because we are the all powerful (laughs) We're the government officials. We're the UN uh, masters of the universe. Mike, let me go a step further with you and ask you this. In in your words of wisdom, how would we how would we go about? I mean, uh, is this this whole conversation today? I mean, is it possible to disband the UN? Do you ever see that happening or is this just such an out of control organization and there's no way to do that? Or do you ever see that becoming a thing here? Well, I think there's a way to uh, disband it, and that is for the U.S. government to defund it. Like I wrote in my recent article about defund the universities. Right. Well, defund the U.N. What are we getting out of it? Nothing. We're shoveling all this money in so that these uh, little people who set themselves up as the demigods can try out their experiments on the rest of us. 
And as your other people have pointed out, it does not work. And so take the money away from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me get back over to Patricia moment because she put a comment in here to fund and evict uh, in the chat. And I guess uh, the evict you're saying is throw them the hell out of New York, you're saying, Patricia, right? Right, Patricia? Right. Right, exactly. We, you know, why are we hosting this organization that is contributing to the to the fall of Western civilization itself, and and of course our nation? This is crazy. It's, it's yeah. just crazy. Right, but but we do it just the same. But the the but the whole thing. Let's the purse strings here a moment. The purse strings, and this is something we're seeing right now. Let, let me stay with you a moment, Patricia. I don't know if you've been watching this. Um, uh, you, uh, if you see the house now with the new speaker, Mike Johnson, first of all, do you, I'd like to talk to you all real quick about that. Get it. Do you like Mike Johnson, Patricia? Do, is he? Yes. Yes. He's, yeah. he's willing to speak the truth and, uh, and boy, yeah, that's, that is refreshing. Yeah. And I think he does have a constitutional perspective uh -huh. on, uh, on things so well he he understands the purse strings in congress it seems but a lot of people were incensed that he did this last cr uh they thought maybe he should have really held tight and just stopped the government did you subscribe to that or what i i would love to see the government just shut down and i would love to see the american people realize how little they get out of central <laughs> government <laughs> you know that that uh, yeah uh, on the other hand what is realistic and what can we hope to actually achieve and how can we work within what is already in place in order to to turn things around i i think that he's he's got uh more wisdom yeah. than most in that okay all right let me uh, carol let me get a last quick comment from you and i see your comment in the uh chat there go back to their goals you will own nothing and be happy well but all right that that is probably one of the most quotable quotes but is it as? But let me get to a bigger point here, Karen. Is it as simple uh, as defunding them? Uh, if Congress would do that, as Mike was suggesting, would that get the job done and then evict them out of New York? Is that really possible, or are we just this is a pipe dream? To defund them is the only answer. That's all they care about is money. Uh, these people are multi-billionaires because of our money. Do you ever no. see a Congress doing that? Do you ever see for real? Do you? No, do you because they're involved also. So we have to start back at the beginning, which is we have to get real people in Congress <laughs> that will absolute that will adhere to the fact that America is broke and that we don't have the money to be doling out all of this money all over well, the world. That is for and, sure there. Yeah. And I mean, if if we can't come to that realization, yeah. Yeah. then. You know, Venezuela, Argentina, here we come. Yeah, oh, well, we're already fast on that track, to be sure, here. Uh, and we're, we're sensing that now, that we're now approaching, we're uh, going to be approaching $34 trillion. And the GTP debt ratio is in the is skyrocketed. And many economists are seeing there's a price to pay for all of this hell. We'll see where that all goes just ahead here. So, all right. So you see this globalist utopia starting with the UN, but there's a lot of tentacles and organizations that come from the UN. Um, another very interesting piece we'll talk about it, that's part of this globalist motto is eat meat and you will kill the planet. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of this. It sounds crazy, but there is this is actually being discussed. And they actually are going in and dealing with the food. We're seeing a lot of problems with food. Uh, and uh, which would certainly be uh, a point that people always want to talk about depopulation 
And that, that would certainly do it, friends, if there's not enough food. And I wonder when we regroup here in moments here with the group here, I wonder how many people here uh, on our um, roundtable panel here really believe in the depopulation business. I don't know. We'll, I'm going to ask them. I don't know. I know Karen believes that's the goal for sure. She talks about it a lot. I don't know if Patricia and Mike think the same thing. We'll find out if they really believe that's an end goal. Because that's talked about a lot and it's thrown around, but a lot of people just don't believe it and that it's really, uh, you know, a, a possible motive here, I guess, be the best way to say it. But anyways, all right, friends, uh, americaoutloud.news. I want to get you back there to share the out loud truth and uh, you'll see the work we're doing. Our brilliant writers and columnists, our show hosts, uh, both in talk radio and in podcast and um Help us share that out loud truth, uh, surely around the world and throughout our great country. It, this really is, it is a, it is an information war out there. We've been talking a lot about that. It's a war of propaganda. And the only way to offset that, friends, the bigger problem that we're going to deal with, we'll be talking about a lot ahead, is that the media is in cahoots with all of this. Uh, these media oligarchs. And it, it's hard to surmise we've lost the fourth estate in this country to the degree that we have. But I, I don't think it's really an arguable point anymore. Uh, when you see the way they uh, operate with the stories of the day and the lies that they put out there, uh, it's one of the biggest problems we have today, if not the biggest problem. And I've said this time and time again. So uh, the way to help offset that is independent media and the rise of independent media is right here at AmericaOutloud.news. We'll pause just a moment. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back into the Voice of a Nation. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans. Thank you for joining us on the mission here on the Voice of a Nation. I I like we've had I like these VON roundtables, but the bigger point is, do you like them? And we've got some incredible feedback on the first couple of these in uh, this style of program, and it's more fast-paced, more opinions uh, as we move it around the table here. But love to hear your thoughts. Uh, do email us with your thoughts at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at americaoutloud.com is the email address. Uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts or just hit the contact button back at americaoutloud.news. 
Also, remember, we have a newsletter that goes out every week, every Wednesday. Uh, this, this has been, well, it's one of the biggest requests. Uh, and we started it uh, some months ago, maybe six months ago. So every Wednesday it is out and it's got an incredible open rate. I've been sharing with you. Most newsletters that go out may have a 5 10% open rate, 15 if they're lucky. Ours is 50%. That's incredible. And that's because that's what they wanted, our listeners and our readers and the America Out Loud family. So we send that out every Wednesday and it gives you the highlights of what we're talking about and working on and all of the uh, diversity of conversation and talk here on the network. And we love different opinions. We want to bring different opinions to the mic. So we're not just an echo chamber here. I don't really think this is an echo chamber. We want to uh, break it up a little bit here. So uh, we're going to jump back in here. Karen Schoen will take the lead on this segment here. And this is a, a piece she wrote. And, and these pieces are available to read on the network. And her piece is, uh, is, uh, was written a few weeks back. So on the left sidebar under Talk Radio Talk, you'll see it. It's the globalist uh, motto, uh, eat meat and you will kill the planet, was the uh, message of this one here. And this was about really um, this uh, new lifestyle, the sustainable lifestyle is what we're calling it here. But it was a life under the strict control of elites uh, and their concept. They or at least what they put out to folks is they were going to save the planet back to the weather scenario here. And but it was kind of forcing farmers. And uh, and of course, the CO2 was a piece of it, the greenhouse gases. But then there were also a lot of the funny business going on with the farms. Uh, and the farmers, and we also seen China buying up a lot of farmland. Uh, and then I, I also seen that story, which you highlighted, Karen, in your piece, more than 1,600 scientists, and I read this piece, and other scholars signed the No Climate Emergency Declaration. Uh, tell us about that No Climate Emergency Declaration, and also, Karen, uh, the, the, the problem with farmers and farming that uh, on a big scope here of what's happening in our country, Karen. I believe that we have to go back to the original goal. And the original goal is that you cannot own private property. Our country was built on private property because private property creates wealth. In this crowd, you cannot have wealth. Um, and they will then use equity to say that you can't have wealth because it may not be fair. So what's the best way to do that and take away someone's land is to make sure that they can't afford to live on it. What's the way to do that is to weaponize food. Well, if you pick meat, and which is why they picked meat, I believe, is because meat is a protein and proteins provide an amino acid and they create strength. They don't want strong people. They create energy. They don't want energetic people. They don't want people who will do anything other than comply and be dependent upon them, the government. So therefore, they are going to do everything in their possibility to make that happen. And they have then weaponized food. Hungry people are going to not spend time going after the government. They spend more time trying to find out where they're going to get their next potato from. Uh, so this was a perfect entree for them. And of course, to blame uh, a cow for farting is absolute insanity, because if you even take a look at what they're citing as greenhouse gases, which would be the CO2 and the methane, it's less than 0.05% of the atmosphere. What creates greenhouse gases? Evaporation, water, 
And our planet is made up of over 75% water. So if we don't tackle water, then what are we tackling? We're tackling nothing, but we are making them rich, which is what their goal is. As far as depopulation, that comes in only because five, six, seven, eight, what are we, nine, nine billion people now? Nine billion people are too hard for them to control. So what better way than to you, get... You, Karen, you're absolutely... The, the straightforward question. You're absolutely 100% sure. You talk a lot about this. You believe their ultimate end game is to depopulate the planet. Yes or no? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Hold that thought there. I want to go right around the room here because I, I really... It, Mike, is that their end goal, please? Yes or no? Uh, yes. And the false argument, they go back to Malthus. They say, we're going to run out of resources I recently reviewed the book Superabundance, which put the lie to that whole thing. They've got charts and graphs in there that show as the population has risen, the supply of food and other goods rises also because the real resource is not the land, is not the material things. It is the human brain and creativity. If we had all the rules and regulations in place today, in place 20 or 30 years ago, the computers and the smartphones and all the modern uh, technology that we have probably would not have been invented because they're restricting people's creativity and restricting their inventiveness. So Karen is absolutely right. They want to restrict the population in the name of control. Their specious argument is that we're going to run out of resources. But as these authors in the book Superabundance show, we always come up with a way around it. Quick example, people thought, well, if we keep uh, printing books and newspapers, we're going to cut down all the trees in the world to make paper. I'm holding my smartphone in my hand, and I must have two dozen books in the palm of my hand on this smartphone. And it's not a single tree that's been cut down to print all the words on those books. So the human mind and ingenuity, if left free in a free market, We'll always find a way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, okay, this is interesting. And the context you just laid out there, Mike, was perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, now, Patricia, do you have a difference of opinion here to put on this? Or is, I mean, is this really about depopulation? Help me here. Well, in fact, I think it is. Um, and, and I think the point here I want to make is that leftists, Mar the Marxist uh, agenda here labels wealth as a limited resource. And if we call wealth a limited resource, then what happens? Well, then then it's up to a benevolent authority mm -hmm. to adequately distribute it, to equitably distribute it. And the truth is, wealth is not a resource. As Michael was, was alluding to, wealth is a result. It's a result yeah. of economic activity. What a novel approach, huh, Patricia? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So here's the thing. A couple of facts to push back or tell you. It, okay. So right now, we're over 8 billion people on the planet, okay, in the year 2023 here right now. Okay. All right. Follow me here on this here. In the next 30 years, by 2050, we're predicted to be about 9.7 billion but, and I remember reading the backdrop on this and the studies on this, by the way, and we do sort of peak out and the world starts to come back the other way. And we peak out right around the 2080s at about 10.4 billion. And it also has been stated, by the way, I've seen plenty of experts look at this and say, this world can absolutely sustain that and more. 
that it is very sustainable. So there's nothing in the immediate future that, from what I see in the backdrop, that appears to, that it's, it's going to be our unraveling. So then you have to ask yourself, if they really are about depopulating, then maybe it's just a power control. As you say, less is more for their for their program, I guess. But if we're peaking out at 10.4 in the 2080s, and of course, none of us will be here at that point, I don't imagine. Uh, we'd have to be taken and really find the fountain of youth if that was the case. But uh, I don't know what really happens there. You know, in full disclosure, and I just want to push back a moment here and say, and let me stay with you, Patricia, a moment, and I'll go back and reverse this conversation. All right, so here's the thing. I, I got to, I just got to keep it real. I never subscribed to the depopulation thing. I have to be honest with you all. I never did. And I heard it a lot through my circles and people around me and what have you. And they really felt passionate about it. And I'm always open to listening to the conversation. I just thought it was so extreme and so out there and so ridiculous on its face that I just didn't subscribe to it. I thought it was just a little bit of a, too much of a theory uh, for what I was you know, uh, talking about Patricia at the time. Now, there have been a lot of strange things happen in the world since my belief structure, and it certainly has morphed and come along a long way over these past many years, I have to say, in full disclosure again to you, Patricia. But, you know, if that's their end goal, I think we have enough stats and facts to push back on these assholes uh, to be straight with you, Patricia, and say this is enough is enough. How about we don't? How about we depopulate? How about we come up with a law and the, the people who want to do this, we we make them the depopulating factor. We depopulate them. Uh, we'll we'll actually give them as an experiment to the Hamas people. Uh, they can chop the necks off. What do you think, Patricia? Well, I, I do think there are more among those of us who aren't subscribed to this agenda. But the the thing is when power and an agenda like this mm-hmm. collide, when they come together like that, it mm-hmm. is, it's extremely dangerous when people who are chasing an abstract of some kind, we're chasing climate, we're chasing uh, social justice, we're chasing, as Thomas Sowell talks about the quest for cosmic justice. Yeah. And, and when people are in the grip of this kind of ideological pursuit, the concern for human beings just simply isn't there. So even if the agenda isn't exactly, oh, we want to, we want to cut the world population down Mm -hmm. to 3 billion, Mm -hmm. even if that isn't a stated objective, what, what they are doing and and the way they could collapse economy, collapse social order and, and cause such disasters as the world hasn't seen before that could actually have yeah. that result. So it's not it's like they're going to say, it, Patricia, it's not like they're going to say we're coming out to kill you, right? As part of an end goal, right? They're not going well, to say in, that. In Nazi Germany, we, they a lot of German citizens did not subscribe to the whole idea that they're trying to wipe out an entire race of people. They, they couldn't believe it because it, their minds couldn't get around such horror and such evil. Yeah, yeah. But All the right. truth is that kind of evil is possible in a world that isn't accountable to flesh and blood human beings. All right. You know, there are times, and you you know, the thing about you, Patricia, that I like, so you're very practical. You're a practical thinker. You come across that way. So you're like, when you say these things, because you are a practical person, then it I get, I, I notice a little more to think, okay, what are you really talking about? And, it, you know, I don't, I, in other words, I don't see you too much as a theorist kind of person, uh, like, 
on the opium all the time, you know, or whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's you know? good. <laughs> is that, is that sen make sense? I guess. Well, you agree that's good. Yeah. You agree, that, you agree with that statement, don't you? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it a real sis. Just keep it a real. Uh, Mike, go. I want to ask you something, Mike, here as we reverse this here. Now, listen, listen, I, uh, uh, you know, this whole depopulation thing, you know, listen, there's the way Patricia just put it out there. One, two, three, four, five, six. And, you know, you do the math. It, it It's like it's like, Mike, it's like we're living in the twilight zone. And you almost think you do begin to have to do some math here. And like like things are crazy. Like, you know, and you can almost come to the ability that maybe that is there. And I mean, I never subscribed to that thinking. I just thought it was so far fetched. I mean, but I got to tell you. There's a lot of evidence. I'm not saying it's not going to happen or that maybe is their end goals. And again, they don't state the obvious end goal here, Mike, you know, they do state some state some pretty wacky stuff. But um, so, you know, maybe we are in the twilight zone and all this crazy stuff's happening, Mike. And we have to sort of think outside the box a little bit more maybe today, huh? Yeah, well, the root cause is all these central controllers who think they're smart enough to make all these decisions. China tried the great experiment of uh, of uh, population control, and they had the one baby po policy. Yeah. Well, Chinese culture, female babies were not valued, so female babies were aborted. So they ended up with this imbalance of a greater percentage of males than there were available females to marry, uh, and they had this problem. And now they backed off of that. Yeah, because when they're losing their central right? controllers in charge. It yeah. never works. No, well, and right now it's sort itself out. It'll come to its own equilibrium. But it's going the reverse way now on them, Mike, is what's happening now. They're now feeling now they've got it as a two and a three. Isn't it three now? They're up to three or something. You can have I, it. I don't know. I, I think it's up to three. That. Somebody That's... told me recently here. Uh, I was going to say, I was one of seven. I don't know what they did with the rest of them. Some of them I thought were a little brain dead. Uh, siblings, I'm talking about. But hey, that's another story <laughs> for another day. Uh, in, in any event, uh, maybe, yeah, anyways, I, I should just leave it there. Uh, well, so, there's uh, also some studies showing that in the more developed countries, the yeah. population naturally decreases because going back to the old, going back two or 300 years ago, yeah. you were a farmer, you you wanted a lot of children to work your farm and to support you as you got too old well, and too, hey, too weak I, to work. Yeah, Nowadays, right. we don't worry about that. We yeah. don't make our primary gotcha. living on the farm. Gotcha. We don't have to have seven people working the farm. All right. So we're okay with all just right. having one or two or three children. Well, I think there is and something okay noble. Yeah, all right. There is something noble to be said about having a, a harem of kids, I guess, to do the farm work or whatever, or the dishes or whatever you got to do, I guess. I don't know. Um, Karen, bringing this to a head now. I've, I've got 60 seconds left here before we pause. Uh, bring it to a summation, please, and tell me again, wrap this all up for me the depopulation thing. You've already said unequivocally it's happening. So uh, well, I just. Look all we have to do is look at their policies. They have no regard for human life. They could care less. They have promoted pandemics, wars, abortion, natural disasters, crime, drugs. <laughs> All they want to do is get rid of the useless eaters. <laughs> and now they're introducing AI and they want to integrate that with the human brain. So they don't need us anymore. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Uh, they are, we are their slaves. That's the way they look at us. And if uh, they could have less mouths to feed, 
then that's wonderful for them, more money for them, more power for them. And they don't have the back talk that those pesky little human beings will be giving them. And if we listen to their own words, listen to Bill Gates sometime, there should be no more people than a billion on the planet. Listen to Ted Turner. Between 500 million and a billion uh, is adequate. So we have to, I believe that when they talk, we should be listening. And that's what they've been saying. All right. I, I got to move it along here. But uh, all right. Um, now, uh, Karen, your wrap up there and the litany unless you just did was actually pretty impressive. Uh, and it would be hard to push back on some of those things you just put out. They're so egregious and so in your face. Uh, it, it really is. I mean, think about what she just said and wrap this whole thing up. And listen, listen, I, I, I think we had a well-balanced conversation on this topic, but it's like, you know, I, I'm kind of being pulled kicking and screaming into this whole depopulation conversation uh, i sort of was a little bit more and i i've never totally subscribed to the thinking but i have to tell you friends there's an awful lot of evidence that tells me they're up to no good whatever no good means i guess we can all have our own feelings about it but they are surely up to no good and they they being again these elites uh who uh think they're you know what don't stink but god it stinks like bad all right uh, now, what we're going to do next here, this next one, okay, this next one, actually, we have created monsters among us. We're going to cut Mike loose on that in a moment. Uh, and what about the monsters among us? And we're seeing that now out on the city streets and out on the universities and, well, and all kinds of uh, strange places around the world, in fact. Uh, we'll bring that up here next. I want to remind you as well, AmericaOutloud.shop is uh, the place that uh, we have created for all of our family, for America Out Loud family of listeners and readers. These are all, we've negotiated all of the products in there to give best discounts and pricing to um, to our to our beautiful family of listeners and readers. And uh, But these are things to help people live a healthier lifestyle, uh, which I totally believe in. And I take a lot of these things that are in that uh, products here myself, but also people that are struggling, frankly, with long COVID is a real problem for millions and millions and millions of people worldwide. And people who are struggling with vaccine injuries are a massive problem for those who, you know, succumb to the pressure and, and did it. And so you have vaccine injuries is another problem. There are some great products in the uh, America Out Loud dot shop. Uh, that'll help you live a fulfilling life and get through some of these uh, problems. Yeah, so take a look at that. And there's some new products coming out. Pay attention over the next couple of weeks. Some really cool stuff, some new products coming out from the wellness company, Healthy Cell. Uh, and, um, and of course, Cofix Rx got some great stuff on there. A global healing. We'll take a pause. You're listening to the Voice of a Nation Roundtable. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray 
with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. On the panel here today is Karen Schoen is with us, a great educator, uh, just just a great voice really for freedom. Uh, Patricia Antone is here again, and uh, she's another great voice for freedom. One of the best writers out there, I think, that you see Patricia is, um, and uh, awesome also is Michael McCarthy, who's written a series of amazing books uh, that you will find in the America Out Loud bookstore, uh, Michael McCarthy on those books. Um, again, he was, he's seen a lot of this coming and I, he, he did, and he was very prophetic in the way he wrote about these things. There are some great writers out there who do these novel type, uh, uh, stories that are fact and fiction, things come true, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's a head turner sometimes when you read these things, friends. Uh, Mike, let's take your next one on here. Uh, we have created mos- monsters among us. Uh, this, these are things that are happening in the world right now that are so eye-opening. I mean, the way they parade themselves around and riot and protest. Did you see, Mike, the uh, the videos and news clips from the DNC over the last uh, day or two? Uh, they were basically ended up being a riot up there at the DNC office with the Palestinian protesters uh, for the uh, support the Hamas terrorist group there. And they were beating the hell out of each other and the police. There were some injuries and real problems up there. It was a ruckus like nothing you see there. Um, and it looked like a family reunion for the BLM group there. But anyway, same sort of mentality, I guess. And um, and then put that on the side of the protest that the 300,000 to support love and peace and the fight of good and evil uh, to support the state of Israel up in D.C. You put the two of those images side by each, Mike, and I got to tell you what, it'll stop you in your tracks to see these two camps. Tell us about the monsters, please. Well, the monsters, uh, it's, it's just shocking to me that we're only 80 years from World War II where we fought against anti-Semitism and fought against the people who were exterminating Jews. And now we have them in our very own streets here in America. Um, Malcolm, you may remember, and you were kind enough to post an ad for a recent World War II conference that I sponsored. I had World War II veterans telling their stories about uh, being on the beach at D-Day and fighting in the Battle of the Bulge. And they ended their stories by saying, what I'm seeing in our country makes me wonder, did I fight in vain? What did I, what was I fighting for? 
because the very evil that they fought against is now being paraded as supposed virtue. And as your other commentators have said, equity and, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, they're just pro and, and it's just shocking to say, let's kill the babies. And as your other uh, speakers have said, this total disregard for human life, if anybody can stand up and say, oh, it's okay to kill the babies. Well, th this whole abortion thing was a big story, actually, that you bring that up, Mike, in the election here in uh, 2023. Uh, let's touch on that a moment here because it plays into this narrative here. Uh, why do the Republicans get that? What could they do better in that conversation? Because obviously people are passionate about that topic. Well, what they could do better is say, um, this is a moral choice. Uh, it's difficult to legislate morality and to encourage people to get back in touch. Go, go to church, basically. <laughs> if we get more people going to church, this problem would solve itself. But but to legislate it, um, they're, they're coming up with this thing about, oh, you can't tell me what to do with my body. And even one Fox News anchor saying, oh, I wouldn't want a, my daughter to go through that. Well, go through what? Right. Abortion, in many cases, they do that DNC. And, the, and then in other cases, they actually are dismembering the child inside the womb. So if you accept that, they've slowly over many years since Roe v. Wade have conditioned us to accept that as normal, then why should we be surprised when people go out in the streets and say, oh, yeah, kill babies, cut their heads off. Well, we've already been cutting babies up. So it should be no surprise to us. It is to me. But nevertheless, it should be no surprise that we're we're faced with this monstrous people. And as your other uh, commentators have said, the root cause is a disregard for human life. Yeah. This whole abortion thing has gotten us used to the idea that if if this clump of cells is not really a human being. Yeah. It's no different than clipping my fingernails. I'm seeing recent things in the news where babies were found in dumpsters and landfills. Like they're just uh, waste to be discarded. They're not a sacred life. And when you start there, then it becomes easier to get on that slippery slope. And if one woman can say one life is not consequential, then as your other um, speakers have said, the big government people can say, well, then I can declare uh, all the Jews are not worth living. Are they, the, the Hutus can declare. Well, the, 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 the problem with your argument right there is that they don't look at these uh, these abortions as real people. That's the argument back to that's why it wouldn't. They would argue you back. They're not people. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. And so they would rebuke what you say. OK, let me get over to Patricia a moment here. Um, uh, Patricia, how do we win? How does the Republican Party win elections? If you see what just happened with the midterms, uh, well, mm -hmm. not the midterms, but the local elections here, uh, what what do you? I mean, how do they balance that conversation? We, you hear, Mike, yeah, we how do to, we do it? We have to start by by approaching people where we presently are. Okay, and very few people fail to see a child in an eight-month-old fetus. Very few people will fail to see that, or even in a five-month or a four-month-old fetus. Very few people also will actually see humanity in a zygote. 
right? In, in a conceived cell. Now, we know scientifically, we know that a human life, an individual genetically unique human life begins at conception. We know that. We also know that we are not going to gain political support for protecting human life from the moment of conception. So, right. so given we need to understand where we are. All right. Well, I, once I, we understand, is this a political conversation? The, the Republicans, how can they win with abortion? I'm asking you. Do you have an answer for that? There, yes, I do. And, and I and I think that we need leftists define a, a, a child's human standing mm-hmm. um, as something that is derived from maternal proclamation. In other words, you know, they they say that you you become human when your mother says so. Well. We need we need to present that as exactly how stupid that is. No, human standing is not conferred by maternal proclamation. It is a scientific fact from the jump. And then we right. need to get reasonable about where can we we actually and politically and feasibly begin erecting barriers to yeah. killing. Just yeah. just as we, we have a murder, we have a no murder law, right? We can't say, oh, no. we don't legislate morality. Of course we legislate morality. It's wrong to kill people. It's wrong to take their property. We have laws against those things. Yes, we legislate morality. And the, the huge difference hmm. that we're finding between leftists and people on the right is that leftists will not discern. And so that's why they are, they are holding okay. Hamas as morally equivalent to the military response to their terrorism. Okay. All right. All right. Karen, legislating morality. Do you agree? Do you subscribe to that thinking, number one, that you can legislate morality? And but the bigger question I'm still not getting a direct answer for is how do the Republicans straddle this topic and win elections? It's, I said years ago, Karen, this should not be a political conversation. It should be out of politics. People can fight with God is whether they're going to you're not going to, you know, and this is where Republicans go wrong. I disagree with Mike and uh, Patricia both on this topic. I think Republicans have gone wrong because they have their head up their backside on this topic. You're, you people they're going to have abortions as long as people are here. They have them in back alleys. They have them in other areas. There's always going to be abortion. People are going to have to stand up for what's right with themselves and their God. We can't legislate that. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Oh, I agree with you. It's not going to happen. And I believe that a lot of it has to do with we have to change the narrative. Stop calling an abortion an abortion. That's an abstract term. Call it what it is. Killing babies. Are you a baby killer? Start calling them out for who they are. What's the difference between killing a baby at nine months than what Hamas did after birth? There is no difference. And if we don't go back and equate the things to what they really are and start making them define what is an abortion? An abortion means I have to kill a baby. It's kind of good what you say there when you say kill uh, about kill the baby. But I think a lot of them would argue back that it's not a baby, Karen. Uh, Because then the the other part is we have to go back and revamp education, mm -hmm. which unfortunately will take a longer period. (laughs) of time and never make it through the 2024 election. So we have to start where we can. Karen, can I ask you something else? How could we depopulate those people, the dumb people? 
Kill them all. Oh, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I mean, hey, I'm just wondering. Julius Caesar said, uh, Spartacus said, kill them all. Mm. There are some people that you can never change. There are some people who will never. You have to make them define their words. And that's what I usually do when I'm talking to them. You have to get them to the step beyond an abortion. Okay. And I always ask them, what is an abortion? You have yeah. to make them define okay. it. If they actually put it in words, I am killing a baby. How does that make? Well, a there's yes. some truth to what you say there. They would still come back probably like you say with that argument. And the educating point is, is what it is. You're, you're exactly right there as well. I can't argue that. Um, but it's this political uh, context of that political intersection that they make this about uh, a political agenda. And it's, I just don't see, you know, it's not a I, political agenda. I, it I, shouldn't be. Well, but, but it, it, it but very it is. much is. And, you know, it, it, last final thought, I got to wrap up here. Mike, Mike, I want to ask you something here. Brief, Keep your comments brief, but I want to ask you something here. Um, the Republicans went around for a long time talking about a big tent. And uh, I, I've been hearing that when I was a boy all the way growing up, a big tent, big tent. Yet they, they alienated the women. They alienated Hispanics. They alienated blacks, alienated the gay community and alienated anybody who wanted an abortion or anything else. So they alienated basically the whole damn population, and then they called themselves a big tent. What's wrong with that picture, Mike? Well, I think it's uh, it's more successful propaganda. <laughs> All those things you just mentioned were hallmarks of the Democratic Party. They used to talk about the Democratic Party in the South as the solid South. They were the party of uh, segregation. They were the party of the Ku Klux Klan. They were the party of, of uh, demeaning women. And they did this big lie flip of everything they're guilty of. They pointed the finger at the Republicans and said the Republicans are guilty of. And it's not true, or at least not to the extent they say that it's true. And they've been successful in repeating the big lie over and over again to where now people think, oh, the Republicans are the racist. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. They've done that. The advantage well. they have is the name calling. Yes. We've got these magical words like, racist and homophobe yeah, and yeah. misogynist that as soon as you point the finger at somebody and utter the magic word they're in the wrong and if yeah. you want to say wait a minute where's your evidence where's your proof that i'm a racist yeah yeah all right well and that's when uh karen had said uh basically uh call them out or make them defend whatever the truth is uh, the, the real truth. And, uh, you know, but it, it's uh, it's it, a lot of times it is a war of information and uh, it's a propaganda war. Uh, it's hard to get that truth out there, really. Hey, listen, the goal of this was to get you to think a little bit outside the boundaries of uh, of a uh, controlled media environment. That's what we're dealing with here, friends. So it's to get you to get outside of those boundaries a bit and 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 think just openly a little bit as i've done myself with some of these things here uh, i gave you a lot of food for thought uh, the the entire group did here today uh in regards to certainly the globalist the depopulation business the food and now the abortion aspect of all of that and uh, so that is uh, th that is the key right now. Friends, we're right out of time here. Uh, keep keep in touch. Let us know what you think of this VON roundtable as well, please. Okay, give us your thoughts on it and uh, at liberty at americaoutloud.com. And as always, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.